Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! I'm Griffin. I'm Steven. I'm an old leftover candy cane. And this is Killed to Death. I'm a improvised true crime podcast. Uh, this might be the last thing you listen to before you yourself die. That's true. And a lot of people are going home or have gone home for the holidays um, or they're coming back after the holidays. A lot of people or travel. Or they never left. Or they never left. And In which I case, think that's everyone. Skip ahead. Uh, because... We're here to tell you how best to pack if you're going away for the holidays. Short trip, long trip, far trip, near trip. There's only yeah. one way to pack, and we got the tips for you. Tip number one, and especially for like airplanes, you want to try and get uh, as much into your suitcase as possible because mm-hmm. for carry-ons, it's going to cost extra if you have to go with that second one, etc., etc., etc. So wear all your biggest heaviest clothes try and do as many layers as you can for the mm-hmm. plane try and get as much of the stuff on your body as possible from the suitcase yeah wear all your belts all your metal rings uh um, yeah your bring gun all your, bring all your coins and guns and knives and stuff them in your pockets um and then you get to make get to hear that machine make a cool sound yeah, so that's not even quite my tip, but yeah, absolutely, if you want the machine to make a cool sound, put a metal near you. <laughs> put a metal near you. That's one tip for sure. But you're saying wear everything you can, and I agree. Um, yeah, you should be like waddling snowsuit style onto the plane. Yeah, yeah. And then you should, when you get on the plane, one by one, zip off each layer and turn right. to your seatmate every time and go... Is that hot on here? And then open no, the, I, I turn it like, hey, you want this? And then when they shake their head and, and turn back to try and watch their movie, then you get up and <laughs> stumble around before opening the overhead compartment and jamming it in amongst all your other coats. <laughs> yeah. and then, then I sit, sit back, back down, down and then take off another shirt. And then shirt. you're like, hey, you, you want, want this? this? Yeah, so that's my tip. And sometimes people will, and then when you get off the plane, you've got a lot less items. I'll I'll stand up and try and get like a little mini auction going for all the stuff I'm wearing. That's a good way to end up um, with more money Rich. than when you left. Yeah, another way to say it. Rich. That's the best way to travel, uh, which is my tip. Be rich. Don't travel until you are. So keep on uh, working Grinding. on your schemes. Uh, keep on hustling. Uh, make sure you have five to six side hustles and um, never stop grinding. Wake up at five. Why every is this? Day. Why can't you travel until you're rich? You could try, but it's so much worse. Once you can travel on a private plane or you can take a yacht, private yacht, anything private is the best way to travel. Private you car? Have to, you don't have to see anyone. Yeah. Once you can afford a private car, then you can travel. Uh, tip tip number three for me: you buy all your stuff once you're in the country. You don't yeah. need any, to bring anything with you because you sold all your jackets on the plane. You sold all your jackets on the plane, <laughs> so you can. Uh, they sell. You know they sell stuff in other places, right? You moron! Yeah. You don't have to pack anything. You can get a ton of stuff duty free if you want big bottles of liquor. Yeah, exactly. 
So leave your toothbrush behind, leave your shoes, <laughs> and then just rinse out your mouth with a uh, old gin. Well, you could pour them out and maybe like smash off the top, and then those can go on your feet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, okay. Well, our guest is shaking their head. Someone's never seen Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> a glass. Yeah, glass shoes are allowed. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Someone's never seen Cinderella. Me. <laughs> You'll never guess who. <laughs> it's me. Uh, uh, Steve, final tip. Yeah, final tip. Uh, take as long as you want. Hot air balloon style, around the world in 80 days. This is the best way to travel. Take it slow. Um, the travel, Wait, were the these journey. Packing, were these packing tips or are these just general no, traveling tips? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whenever I go anywhere, I make sure to first go around the world in 80 days. <laughs> then you know where to go. Also, is that that's slow to you? That was a, an incredible feat for Phineas Fogg. Is that actually his name? Speaking of I feet, think so. these glass bottles are killing me. <laughs> I just flew in and boy, are my feet cut up. Because <laughs> you stopped by the duty-free shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Papa's got a brand new pair of... Oh, I'm lightheaded. I lost a lot of blood. <laughs> Speaking of blood and injury, oh, yeah. Steve, would you like to solve a murder? That's all I like to do. The victim, Greg Lasagna, found dead in a museum. Today's guest, Chudley Noodles, low-status British character. Chudley, hello. Uh, hello. Uh, hey, uh, Gov. No, Boy. I could never be governor. Aww. Mom said she looked at my ear once and only saw three brain cells. And I'm not sure how many of those survived my college rugby days. <laughs> so I could never be the governor. You're British. That's exciting for us. Yes. Legally, to work in a museum, you have to be British. Really? You, work in a, you work in a museum? Yeah, I work in... Um, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> and that counts as a museum. Not related to the movie of the same name. They they made so many lies in that movie. In fact, they stopped seeing movies after they made that one because I said, these are a lie. What what are the biggest inaccuracies? Um, First of all, barely an emporium. It's more like... <laughs> A room. Oh, it's too small. Okay. Second of all, an emporium <laughs> is like a huge place. Emporium is big, arch ceilings, right. skylights. There's little widgets and digits and monkeys and Life? junkies and a little machine going across a tightrope and something dinging and something whirring. And this is yours. And a Sorry. No, this is the, oh, what okay. they depicted. Oh, and that's wrong. mine. Yours no. is a room. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mine is a room, and a guy named Mr. Megorium is there. Right, and he'll show you around the room. <laughs> and he'll show you around all the four corners, you know, the artifacts we we have in there. Is is there a theme to your Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Yeah, we mostly focus on history of the... Early 2000s. <laughs> okay. Mostly. Yeah, we talk about, you know, Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And we talk about... Rat race. 
Rat Race, the movie. Game Boy Advance, SP. Yeah. Yeah. Game Boy Advance, SP. SP was early, I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah. And when I said you, mostly the 2000s, we also have the Game Boy Advance DS. Uh, Okay, yeah. It's a little later. A little later. Yeah. Do you go as early as the color? Uh, no, because that's the 90s. Oh, okay. That's sort of in the 90s. Yeah. For <laughs> me, work, I'm just the janitor. I'm not a docent. So these are just things that I'm cleaning with a big thing with a bunch of feathers on the oh, end. Oh, right. You're dusting the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. How are There's the, lots of dust. How are they it? displayed that they're <laughs> gathering so much dust? They're in a box. Just a like cardboard box? The museum is a room with a big box in the middle filled with stuff. It looks like Mr. Megorium's in the middle of moving. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Megorium wanted to be wanted it to be a very immersive experience. And my job is to come in and clean it. And so I come in and I dust the box and I leave. Do you, That's all do you, I do in the museum. But do you work at multiple then? Or are you like a for hire museum cleaner? I, uh, you know, I'm not hired at other museums, but I do frequent them and I do clean, much duster. to the dismay of the people there. You're just spraying vinegar on the paintings. I am. I'm spraying vinegar on a pharaoh in a tomb. <laughs> I'm spraying Wait, vinegar. In, you go to tombs as well? <laughs> yeah. The, well, the, the pharaoh in the tomb in the museum. Oh, you're right. Okay. They brought the whole and tomb. And I'm spraying it with vinegar, <laughs> you know. Getting them all spruced up. He's dried out. He needs You're a little to get bit wet. of refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tried it. My main goal when I enter a museum is what can I get wet? And that spans a lot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I would have said uh, probably a lot minus the pharaohs, but it sounds like even those you can get wet. Yeah, I get them wet sexually. Oh, you're trying to arouse the pharaohs. Yeah, I read Good that's, Oh, God, that's how you get a mummy. <laughs> I mean, no, that's how you get a baby. <laughs> you have to rouse someone first. Yeah. Well, we've all- oh, you meant a mummy, like the mummy returns with Brandon Yeah, if you're Frazier. causing pharaohs to arise. Mm. Yeah, I'm causing them to arise somewhere <laughs> in the pants. Sure. Did they wear pants? W- I should know. I'm spraying vinegar there every other day. <laughs> They wear, I guess, toilet paper pants. Toilet paper pants. I think they mostly they're skirts. They're kind of like a sack. But yeah, I'm spraying vinegar on a pharaoh. I'm spraying. Try and give vinegar. it a boner. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, the point is, that is your cleaning. only technique. You're just spraying vinegar on it. Constantly spraying its crotch until something happens. Yeah, I've ruined a lot of artifacts. <laughs> They're soaked through by the time I'm done with them. (laughs) I heard one time getting somebody wet is a good thing. And since then, I'm just across jolly old London town. Just sopping wet in all museums. But so you're not hired at these, though. You're no. like chased out of these, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's certainly not hired. I'm sort of going in and out of the museum, spraying my vinegar water. And I will be honest. Please. Online, they say to clean, you should use one part vinegar and three parts water. 
I'm doing pure vinegar. So it is just vinegar. I'm dumping vinegar on these artifacts. Because no, I it's think just that's like a jug of white vinegar. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, not I'm so much a get- spray as a pour. Well, it's a spray because I put it in my mouth and I go... <laughs> And then you Over get some the shocking air. news while and you're I get drinking your vinegar. Shock- yeah, I go, yeah, I do a double take. <laughs> I rub my eyes. Two hands come in from off screen and rub my eyes. This thing's how old? And I spray that vinegar all, all, all over a pharaoh, all over a Their chef. crotch, you're leaned in close, <laughs> spitting vinegar on their crotch. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, because they have them in the tomb mm. covered. But I push, ooh, 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 I push it off, and then I just it absolutely to the floor. <laughs> I don't care. The tomb isn't the important part. I don't care what's happened to the tomb. I simply want my mouth to be directly above the genitalia, and I and sometimes you know I'm spraying the vinegar, and a little bit goes down my throat, and I'm actually allergic, so I start vomiting all over on the on the pharaoh. On the pharaoh's dick, on the pharaoh's balls. Have you ever have you ever gotten a boner, like from the pharaoh? Oh, I, I thought you said, "Have I ever gotten a boner?" Which, I did, and that's why I had to clarify. Absolutely, okay. I have. We like to ask that to all our guests, just up uh, front. Steve, have you have you ever gotten a boner? Absolutely, I have. <laughs> and Griffin, mm-hmm. righto, oh, tons. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. Okay, so we're all ready for the show. So we all have three for three bonus. <laughs> Important check-in. And yeah, what well, uh, you know, I'm there and it seems like a boner, but I think it's sometimes actually, you know, before my favorite lunch is of course bangers and mash. Oh yeah. But I don't love to chew, so I swallow the sausage whole like an anaconda might consume a snake. <laughs> And then sometimes when I drink too much vinegar and I puke it up, I'm like, oh, he's got a boner. And then I go, nope, just me lunch bangers coming up again. Looks like a boner, just a though. a full sausage that you've swallowed whole that has now been dropped down. <laughs> and if it lands Bounced the right way, might, you know. Boner city. <laughs> yeah. So as it falls right in there. And I can see him do having the boner as I'm being dragged out. And I go, jolly good job there, Chudley. How no? did you get hired by Mr. Megorium? And why are, um, why this is the one nepotism. place that you're not spouting <laughs> oh, vinegar on anything? <laughs> um, there's no nothing to give a boner to. It's all Game Boys. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'll spray them, but I'm not dousing them. I'm spraying them f- for cleanliness, making sure, you know, all the artifacts are in place. And, you know, that's my thing. I'm a clean guy. I like things to be clean. That's why I do this. I think it's important. I think the world should be more clean. And that to get that, for him to be more clean, for everything to be more clean, needs to be doused in vinegar. Is that so wrong? And you're starting with the past. Yeah. Exactly. What my thought is, every exactly, I need to start from the beginning and make everything clean, you know. So you've already puked on dinosaur bones then. You're done with those. Oh, yeah. They won't let me an inch near Edmonton. (laughs) Straight in the ground you were doing this. Absolutely. I was, well, you know, I'm not trying to disturb the fellows. Easy to give those fossils a boner. 
They're yeah. all bone. Oh, I'd say. You mean because I puked a bunch of sausages? Yeah, because they're right? covered in your right. vinegar-soaked right. sausages. <laughs> Correctamundo. <laughs> but I've angered a lot of people in the museum what? community. How? Academics hate me. Academics hate them. Oh, yeah, I've seen online yeah. articles. Uh, You've seen all of <laughs> yeah. Academics hate them. Chudley Noodles. <laughs> Four out of five academics agree. The fifth is my dad, Mr. Megorium, who hired me at his museum. Learn these quick and easy Chudley tips. <laughs> and you don't want to know what a Chudley tip looks like. It's a sausage soaked in vinegar. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's a Chudley <laughs> a tip Chudley for you. Tip. Here's a Chudley tip for you. And then I pull out a little hot rod covered in vinegar. It's the tip, like the tip of my sauce. So- okay. A hot rod is the tip of a sausage. Yeah. It's made of only the tips. That's what happens after circumcisions. They send them over to Mr. Schneider. <laughs> and they blast them into a little Slim Jim. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you say it's nepotism that got you hired by Mr. Megorium. What's the relation? That's my dad. That's your dad, sorry. Mm. sorry. So you're Yeah, that's the fifth academic. You didn't who, take his name. He does like me. No, I took my um mother's name, Noodles. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Why? Well, she died when I was young and I wanted to honor her. So I figured, you know, Chudley Megorium over to Chudley Noodles. That's her a nice name, gesture. Yeah, her name was Allison Dente Noodles, which of course went by Al. Al yeah. Dente would be Ali Dente. <laughs> yeah, but not Italian. <laughs> Ali Dente Noodles. <laughs> she was very wonderful. My mother was a house cleaner, and um, I think oh, I got that's my where obsession, you get it. Yeah. yeah, with vinegar from. Uh, she was very sweet. Um, she loved to take care of the neighborhood children. Um, she loved to have big meals where she would invite everybody over. Um, and everyone would sit around the table. Even though I never had any siblings, she took care of everyone like they were their, they were her own. But when um, I was four years old, uh, she got hit by an Oscar Mayer wiener car. Like the car mm. that looks like a hot dog. Sure. Yeah. And... Uh, she didn't die. She was sort of caught on the front, and then he like drove with it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, her legs dangling. Yeah, and then uh, the driver, because he couldn't see, was going oh, drove, <laughs> drove, drove through a ketchup factory, drove through a mustard factory. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, the works. And she was allergic. She was allergic to mustard. Oh, that's Which what ultimately did it. is what killed her. Right. Uh, and I inherited that uh, allergy. I'm allergic to vinegar, which is one of the main ingredients of mustard. That explains the puking. <laughs> yeah. Not the erections, though. Mom didn't have those. <laughs> How would you describe your dad? Well, Mr. Megorium. It's interesting he makes you call him Mr. Megorium. Yeah, you've never once called him even dad. Yeah, Except our relationship is... is no. Yeah, uh, Listen but, back, you listeners. know... It didn't happen. <laughs> Shall we roll the tapes? <laughs> My, the reason why I don't call him that is because we're a bit distant from each other. Uh, and that's because I was the one who was driving the hot dog car. <laughs> 
You were the guy going, oh. Was that another job you have? You said. I was four. I was four. That's right. It wasn't a job. It was for leisure. He was four, Steve. Oh, yeah. So you were just driving the Oscar Mayer truck for fun. Yeah, I was just, you know, my mom knew I had an obsession with brats and bangers of all kinds. And, you know, I got a a make a wish to drive the Oscar Mayer. Were you dying? I was actually the first and only child who was so sick in the head. They let me have a wish. They said this kid is in near death. But my. You're exactly. We just took a peek inside his ear, and yikes! There's like three brain cells in there. Only this is exactly what I'm saying. They said this child is definitely going to have a bad life because of how stupid they are, and we should at least let him drive a car that looks like a hot dog. Yeah, holy shit! This kid is dumb. Let's put them behind the wheel of a huge truck. Yeah, yo, never said they were right. Just said they were generous. Uh, and because of that, you know, me mom went through the ketchup and mustard, the works, as we call it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because my, my dad feels some sort of obligation to me to, you know, have, have me be employed because I'm just too much of a bellend to work anywhere else. But also understandably he's upset that I murdered his wife in cold blood accidentally but and for that reason I have to call him Mr. Megorium interesting what is his first name Andrew Andrew Megorium (laughs) let's talk about Greg Lasagna (laughs) oh Greg poor old Greg was it was he old Mm, yes I thought when I found him, he was died of old age before I saw the anvil that crushed his head. Mm. Now, was there? Uh, this was in the museum. Yeah, um, you know, it was just to the left of the box. So yeah, we say it's in the museum. Is the box the only exhibit? Yeah, it's just sort of a big box you can rummage through, <laughs> and then you go home. But when you think about it, aren't all museums just a box you can rummage through? Wow. I guess if you count the building as a box. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You then know, or yeah. you have a box and your hands are in your pants rummaging as you walk through the museum. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, you like have... slang for a crotch. And so if you're saying if you're jerking yourself off <laughs> while you're walking around a museum, that's like <laughs> rummaging around in your own box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you couldn't couldn't have said her, said it better <laughs> myself. Clearly, you couldn't have said I it tried better myself. Unsuccess- I could. I tried unsuccessfully. Right. <laughs> Anyways, we so- found Mister Lasagna, and Anvil had crushed his head. Wow. Did you oh. have? Was the Anvil part of the museum, or did this come from elsewhere? No, it must have Anvils are from much earlier than the two early 2000s. Exactly. And, you know, it must have come through the ceiling or something because his whole head was splattered out. Was like, there a hole in the ceiling in the shape of a anvil? Which I guess is square in the bottom of the anvil? I don't know. It was, it was uh, 
there was just a crack in the ceiling. There wasn't even a hole. Oh, which so is like why I'm so confused. Through, like the Terminator and then reformed. <laughs> it must have. That's why, and you know, someone as with as little brain cells as myself certainly doesn't understand the riddle of how an anvil well, plopped on a man's head from tall, an, within the. How tall are the ceilings in this place? Is it possible it could have gotten up to us? You know, someone had rigged it to be up there and then it fell. There was a series of pulleys and levers installed mm. on the wall that I hadn't seen before. Fishy. But there wasn't... No, there was no fish. Oh, okay, sorry. That's okay. He loves pulleys these. and levers. We all make mistakes. Right, you must have misheard. It's pulleys and levers. Pulleys and levers. Pulleys. Okay. <laughs> not fishes. Not, not fishies and being clever. Anyways. Yeah, sorry, did you think they said fishies and being clever? clever. Yeah. And one of the most strange things about the pulleys is um, they, there was a big arrow that said, don't touch. Mm. And oh. most stuff and in I this didn't... room you can't touch. Everything exactly. in the box. Yeah, you're supposed to rummage around in the box. Mm. I've never seen a sign in there that says, don't touch. Uh, and, you know, I asked uh, Mr. Megorium. He said, no, I didn't put that there. So it seems as if someone must have snuck in, installed a series of pulleys and levers, now again for the listeners at home, not fishies and being clever, and then rigged an anvil to fall on Mister Lasagna's head. Now I'm just trying to think how they would have gotten out of there um, so late at night with the museum locked. There wasn't a, a new exit door painted on the wall, was there? There was. It was like a big black okay. semicircle style situation on the wall. Interesting. But when I tried to go through it, I bonked my head. (laughs) Puked on the wall. I puked immediately, concussed. (laughs) Popped a boner and stumbled out. I mean, that's just a regular Tuesday for me. I almost had had to rinse out my mouth with vinegar, causing, of course, myself to puke again, being allergic. Was Greg a regular... He was a bit strange, but I wouldn't call him a regular. <laughs> oh, but he was a bit strange. He was. He was a bit odd. Okay, Mostly, how so? I found that he had um, a strange way of moving about a space. He always took three steps to the left and one step to the right. Oh, it's like a knight-ish. Uh, I mean, Although he was two pretty one, chivalrous, but... yeah. I don't play chess. I'm too stupid. But you did know that was a chess What do you play instead? <laughs> Uh, with myself. <laughs> okay, you rummage around your box. You know what I'm realizing? I'm actually quite quick. <laughs> I'm I was quite I quick. Was, I was going to say that earlier, Chudley. You say that you're you're so dumb, but you seem very well spoken. I'm street smart. Mm. I'm street smart. You know, because after my mum died on account of I was driving a hot dog truck that plowed it through <laughs> two factories, my dad didn't quite fancy me being around. So I was constantly on the street, sort of panhandling, making money so that I could be, you know, buying food and vinegar, sausages and vinegar mostly. But because of that, I had to become quite charismatic, quite quick on my feet. And I had Mm. this merry gang of boys that we all used to sort of hop around doing things together, stealing and the like. I only ever stole a sausage or two, which made me morally better, in my opinion. But I think that that made me quite clever, made me street smart. 
Which is ironic. If, if you had been street smart, you would have known not to plow a car into a woman. I mean, I never knew how to drive. I'm pedestrian street smart, not car street smart. Oh, okay. I see. You're mm-hmm. sidewalk smart. I'm sidewalk smart. See, that's such a great way to put it. I'm sidewalk smart. I'm crosswalk smart. You know, I'm traffic light smart. But I'm not... I'm street smart, not street wise. Mm. But I found that, you know, my smarts have did not serve me in trying to understand what could have happened to Mr. Lasagna. He was quite a nice man. And he always used to come in in the proper hours. So when I came in and found that he must have somehow snuck in, I, it was absolutely surprising to me. Oh, so you had been there at close the day before and he was not there. No, It, it he had wasn't. to have been overnight. Exactly. Uh, well, what we're going to do is take a quick break. Mm. When we come back, I, I hope we can figure out, we can all put our brain cells together and figure out what happened to Greg Lasagna that evening. What do mm-hmm. we have? I six hope so total? Too. Yeah. Six, well. yeah. I've got, uh, so you've got three. I've got none. Steve, you've got three. Yeah. That's a pretty fast math for a no brain cell yeah, math. Yeah, sounds like you got one. Sounds Bump like oh, I, I'm book one. smart. I'm book smart. Oh, oh okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, no brain cells. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we are back on Kill to Death. We are still here with old leftover candy cane. That's right. One time only. We are, yeah, we're almost in January, which I believe means you're going to go back to your nickname of Bones, except for January, it's going to be Bones in brackets, Dick Clarks. That's right. Uh, Are we going to, do you think from now on we're going to keep changing your nickname, or will there be months where you revert back to normal Bones? I think, for the sake of having a good time, we'll just roll with whatever comes. Oh, yeah. Whatever, man. All right. That's a later problem. Yeah, yeah. That is future Steve's problem. <laughs> or whatever nickname he has. And we're also still here with Chudley. Chudley Noodles. Chudley, you got a nickname? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. During break, we saw we asked if Chudley needed water, uh, and he chugged a big jug of vinegar. <laughs> oh, sorry, boys. Didn't mean for you to see my bangers on the way back. There's up. boners all over the floor. Oh, wait. No, no, we just wait. Just wait. Oh, okay. Those are vinegar-soaked sausages that Chudley just vomited up. They're all still connected. Links of a sausage <laughs> blocked together. How many did you eat together? That's why Griffin thought they were bones. <laughs> because they were linked together sausages. Yeah. One, two, three. I don't know how to count. <laughs> Yeah, for the listener, you're just pointing up in the air. You weren't even looking at the sausages. I was sausages. poking myself in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Chudley, you are the janitor at Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. This is not the same one from the no. film. Uh, this is uh, more of a room that has a box of junk in it from the early 2000s. Uh, a Game Boy DS, etc. You come in and you dust it all. Um... You you do clean other museums, but it's more of a hobby. You go in there and you spray vinegar. Um, uh, we heard mainly about uh, on the Pharaoh's dick <laughs> that you also puke on. 
Not Stroy. <laughs> but what we're talking about is the death of Greg Lasagna. Uh, he wasn't a regular at the museum, uh, but he was a bit strange. Uh, he would always walk three steps to the left and what is it? Two to the right? One, one to the, the right. One forward? Or, oh, run to the right. Got it. One to the right. Okay. So he might as well just take two steps to the left. Well, I'd tell him that, but he's got an anvil squishing his face right into the ground of the Emporium. You left the museum one day. Uh, no sign of anyone. The next day upon opening, he must have come in overnight. A series of pulleys and levers had been installed. A big arrow saying, don't pull. Uh, you could see a crack in the ceiling and his head was smushed by an anvil. There was a getaway painted on the wall that you then tried to climb into, but hit your head and puked. I had a concussion. A little bit of personal history uh, with Chudley. Chudley, you killed your mother when you were four by driving the Oscar Mayer wiener truck into her and then plowing her into a ketchup factory and then a mustard factory that she had an allergy to, causing her to pass away. Your father, Andrew Megorium, then disowned you for a few years. You went to live on the streets, panhandling to make money for sausages. Um, you fell in with a gang of boys. <laughs> it's why you're so, to this day, uh, street sidewalk smart. Wow, that's my life in a nutshell, or as I like to say, in the skin of a sausage. Yeah, that's your life encased in a sausage. That's my life oh, nice. in a yeah. pig intestine wound tight, swallowed whole, only to be regurgitated later upon vinegar consumption. Never mind. We've got a Skype call. Let me click hello. Hello? Why, hello there. Uh, this is, sounds like some kind of high-status British this character. This is a high-status British character that by the name of Andrew Magorium. Oh, my God. Mr. Andrew Magorium. And I shall be addressed as such going forward. It's Mr. Magorium. I, I, I didn't know that you would be... Mr. Noodles. ...joining us today. Yes, I thought it best for the sake of my museum for me to come on the podcast and any further press releases that were going out. Ever since you spoke to the Guardian for that lengthy article about this incident, Chudley, I think I need to oversee all future conversations you have with anyone. How was I supposed to know it was on the record? They told they me... tell you off the top. Oh, I thought he said, check out this record, and then he forgot to put it on. Chudley, no, Chudley. Always assume it's on the record. Please tell me that they haven't done anything embarrassing this time. Mr. Host, I assume you are? Yes, uh, Griffin. Please tell me that Chudley has not been embarrassing oneself on your podcast. Uh, it depends what you would qualify embarrassing behavior as. Uh, Chugging vinegar and vomiting up sausage links? Yeah, okay, then yes. Telling you about their escapades in Alberta and their banning from the entire nation of Canada. Is that is that mainly what the Guardian article focused on? Well, they regaled the Guardian article with some tales of their time with their merry boys, and it was uh, little to do with the museum, little to do with the case, and uh, about an entire character study, it would seem, on Chudley's inability to finish a thought. Hey, that's not... <laughs> True. I can see that I arrived oh, just Okay, in thought time. finished. 
Uh, your eyes. My, 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 Mr. Magorium, I, I am very sorry. I, I didn't mean to bring you any shame or any further upset. I, I simply wanted to help get to the bottom of this. They, they told me if I came on this podcast and they would help me solve the mystery of what happened. And then perhaps we could reopen the museum and everything could be okay again. Yes, perhaps, though I suppose some... Mysteries solved, like knowing how someone dies, does not seem to make a difference, nor bring them back. I guess that's right. Okay, this is a, this is about uh, Ali Dente. This is about my beloved. You didn't even know her. How dare you? That is Miss uh, sorry, Noodles. Mrs. Noodles, please, please. And let me tell you, if there's, some, there's someone else dead, and if I find out you had anything to do with this, Chudley, you'll be on the streets and the sidewalks so fast you won't be able to throw up. Well, jokes on that's you, fast. because I'm si- that's so fast. I'm throwing up literally <laughs> every 30 to 40 seconds. Second of all, <laughs> jokes on you, because I'm sidewalk sponsor. Even if I end up on the sidewalk, I'm going to... Gulp. I'm gonna be fine. No, did you just? Okay. <laughs> All I ever wanted to do is make you happy, and I didn't do anything to Mister Lasagna. He's the only man who's ever been nice to me, and he used to let me eat sweets out of his hands like goats at a petting zoo when you give them those little old brand pellets. And he used to what? pat my head and say, "You're actually better than your father believes you to be," and you would know nothing about that because you only hired me because you wanted me to clean things. I only hired you because. Cleaning seems to be the only way you could get a respectable job, and you've been banned from every other museum in the city, and yet you insist on going in there, finding the oldest things possible, and puking inside them or on them. (laughs) Well, you know, if you actually believed me, you wouldn't pay me in loose cigarettes. You'd pay me in cash. I'd pay you in full packs. But no, (laughs) I don't pay you in either anymore because you are on probation. Starting now, Why? until we solve this murder, your job hangs in the balance. Where's the balance? How can I get it down? Is it balance? You owe me one murder solved. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to embarrass you. Look, I said everything well, I perhaps know. Perhaps you could tell me who's hooked up pulleys and levers well, in my museum. Well, that's what we're trying to figure I out. I mean, there's no oh, way good. it could. You know about this. There's no way it could have been me. I, I'm not clever enough to. No, dis- yes, for once you've said something incredibly correct. Nor are you fishies enough. <laughs> I'd say. What are you talking about? Pulleys and levers? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you misheard. We're talking about fishies and clever. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I, actually, before we get into Greg, I'm curious, where were you that day, Andrew Magorium, the, the day of your wife's passing? Um, because your child was driving oh, this, a yeah. big hot dog truck. Your wife <laughs> wow. was standing in the middle of the street. That was for where were you? I was filming. It was for a Make a Wish. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very exciting day. My child, with nary a brain cell to his name, was actually gifted something incredibly remarkable: the opportunity to drive the the holied wiener truck. Very few get to drive. I wanted mm. to capture the moment on my 
old camera, which now, of course, sits in the box, my cassette camera. Oh, so this is, yeah, camcorder. In the early 2000s. I know the one. I spray vinegar on it every day. <laughs> yes, well, it doesn't work anymore, but it is there. Soaked. It is in the box. Completely soaked. It's soaked through, yes. All those old people magazines are wrecked. Yeah. Just Jennifer Aniston's face soaked through with vinegar. Yes, but unfortunately that is what I hired him to do, is spray vinegar on all the objects. And it does preserve them in a certain way as well. Because exactly. they're incredibly old. The early 2000s, you'd think they'd be dust by this point. But not in my museum. Not, not covered in that much vinegar. No, and that much vinegar, they count. So Chudley be. has been doing a good job for you. Well, yes, if there's one thing he can do, it's spew vinegar on what needs to be spewed upon. <laughs> you point you, him in Father. the right direction and it's going to spew where he needs to. That's the nice thing you've ever said to me, Dad. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> what did you call me? Uh, I called you Dad. I haven't, haven't heard that word in a long time. Not Last time I heard it was when I said it to my father. When I said goodbye. Goodbye, Dad. That's what I said to him. <laughs> Dad, how come... How come you won't let me make it up to you that, that I killed Mom? How come you won't let me apologize and let the bygones be bygones? Yeah, now, Mr. Megorium, I'd love to see Chudley's attempt here. If you just let him try. All right. All right, Chudley, you you have the floor. <clears throat> I can almost see it. That dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying, you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaking, but I've, I gotta keep trying, gotta keep my head held high. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. It's always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Those struggles I'm facing. Those chances I'm taking. Sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most, yeah. Just gotta keep going. But I, I have to be strong. Just
push it. Because oh, there's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. Always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Yeah. Keep on moving. Keep fighting. Keep the pain. Baby, it's all about, it's all about the climb. Keep the pain, baby. I love you, Dad. That was that was your mother's favorite song. And that was beautiful, son. Thank you, Dad. It was a big swing. It was a big swing, but I knew you'd appreciate it. You've done something to me that I haven't. Oh, I've been crying a long time. I don't know what's happening. Let the tears flow, Dad. Oh, Chudley, I love you. I love you too. I suppose now is a bad time to tell you that I killed Greg Lasagna. No, I know. <laughs> I know you did. You were not subtle about it. Thank but you. you knew there was no way I was going to hear that song unless it was on a podcast. Exactly. Where you had the floor. You love podcasts. You always Pumped talk about how they're... by an intrepid host. Yes. There was no way I was going to cut you off. No. And now... I've heard it fall, and I'll see how sore you are. Thank you. And I can only assume Greg being the great man he was, he was in on this. Yeah, he said one day when he was stroking my head and letting me eat Werther's originals from the sweaty tips of his fingers, he said, if it means that you and your father will mend things, you should set up a series of pulleys and levers. I said, fishies and clevers? He said, no, listen... Pulleys and levers. He got mad, very mad. But then he said, "I'm sorry." Uh, he calm. He always calmed down when I licked the Werther's original from the tip of his finger. And then he said, "You know, set up the pulleys and levers, paint a door on the wall, and bring in an anvil, uh, and get your friends to." Get your band of yes. merry boys to drop it on my head. I knew they were involved, uh, of course. Yeah, and you know, the band of merry boys were so strong, they actually accidentally threw the anvil up, which caused the crack in the ceiling before it came back down and smashed him mm. on the head. Right. Oh, so they just tossed an anvil in the air. You yeah. didn't need the pulleys and levers no, at all. that was all for show. But it was just enough of a confusing diversion for me to be mystified and need to come on a podcast myself to try and figure this mystery exactly. out. Exactly. The Guardian yeah. article is not part of this. I'm just sort of unintelligent and said a bunch of stuff to someone who was asking me are, questions. That's all right. 
it's my, it's my, every, all your history is part of the family history now. And <gasps> I'm, you know what, I'm proud for it to be published out there. You want me to be part of the family again? Yeah, I think it's time I repainted that limb on the tree on our big wall. Yeah, our big wall where you have a literal family tree painted. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and each limb is a person? Yeah, the limb of a tree. Okay. And it sprouts off from the trunk of the tree. Yeah. Sure. It's really nice. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Father's quite it's a painter. It's actually really nice. Thank you. Is that in the museum? No. It's got to confuse people. Oh, no, yeah, that'd be confusing. <laughs> They'd be saying, who's Miss Noodles? And yeah, I'd say, well, that's no. my mum. <laughs> you, you shut, shut the fuck up when you're talking about Oh, I killed her and I don't want to hear another word about it. No, that's in my real home. This one, this museum's more of a replica of me moving somewhere. Mm. Mm. It's supposed to look like I'm packing my things up about mm, Mm -hmm. 20 odd years ago. Exactly, 20 odd years ago and you accidentally dumped a hole. I guess their years weren't that odd. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty regular. That one makes me laugh like you, Dad. I'm so glad. You look like Ace Ventura when you laugh like that. Thank you. I think Ace Ventura (laughs) is the most handsome man in the world. (laughs) I like that his hair looks like a soft serve ice cream cone. Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine. Yeah, People Magazine 2002. Yeah, 2002, right. which I look at every day and douse with vinegar. You're always spraying <laughs> the, the, the cover of Sexiest Man Alive and it's Ace Ventura's face melting from the vinegar. Exactly. Mm. Well, I think you do a good job, Charlie. You're reinstated. <gasps> the murder's solved. And more than that, I've gained the sun. This is the happiest day of my life. You know, Dad, I am sorry that this is the way things have turned out, but I'm happy that we're back on the same page and that we love each other again. Me too, Charlie. We think we need each other. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Podcast Man. Without you, our family could have never been whole. That's what we do here on Kill to Death. I'd say... And I think that wraps up another successful episode. I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song, Brady Schumer for our art. If you have a suggestion for a murder, killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. And if you just want to have a gas online, you can follow Kill to Death Podcast on Instagram or K2D Pod on Twitter. Um, that's all I have. Uh, let's turn to Steve first. Steve, uh, what are you watching? Um, I saw a Triangle of Sadness. It's pretty good. I, w- I, w- I would like to see that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Okay. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. You watch it, we'll Bet- talk about it. Do- better than Shawshank Redemption? They're a- Just as ex- like a barometer. Exactly tied. Oh, okay. It's as good as Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> no, it's not as... It's a, it's a very different movie than Shawshank Redemption. I'll say you're that. Saying it's, you're saying it's as good. I'm saying it's worse than Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> What's it the same good as? It's the same good as... Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. I'll go back. You know what? It's the same as um, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout. Okay. I re- you like the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah. Okay. I'd say I liked it. <laughs> Which I did. 
Yeah, but now I actually know what that means. I've helped put it into context for the listener. All right, we're done with Steve. We're moving on now to uh, first Mr. Andrew Megorium. Uh, I'm sure you want people to check out your Wonder Emporium. Oh, it's me, still on the line. Oh, hello. Sorry. Um, yeah, you should. And don't watch that movie. Speaking of movies, don't watch that movie. It's incredibly inaccurate. No, what would you say that movie's as good as? That movie's as good as uh, the Imaginarium of Dr. Panassis or whatever the fuck that Okay, for a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say those two are exactly on par. If it says Imaginarium in the title, run for the hills. Or Wonder Emporium. Yeah, Mr. Megorium. Yeah, don't watch Imaginarium. that either. Imaginarium. Those are the word, same words to me. But do watch Ace Ventura's Pet Detective. Hot, sexy, sexy movie. Sexy movie. Sexy movie that we should watch sometime. So uh, I was about to say you say movie like Austin Powers would say movie, but then I realized it's a Br- that's a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Who sexy is that? Sexy movie. movie. Yeah. As a role, yeah, it's probably because we said sexy as well, which I'm sure he Yeah, says it's also probably because every Randy. time I say movie, there's a sound effect that goes... <laughs> he does actually have a very funny delivery of that, and then one of them was when he goes, what do we watch a movie? Didn't he do that in one of them? Watch a movie. I think he says that when the before the fembot is revealed. Vanessa, is that who's the fembot? Oh, so this is the opening to uh, Spy Who Shagged Me. That's right. I think it's in that. And then um, they're, they're like, oh, what should we do next after a shag? And he's like, why don't we watch a movie? I think he says that. Okay. I'll take it. Look it up. Look it up, because Alyssa isn't home. Yeah, Listen, we can't watch the uh, VHS, because I've doused it in vinegar. It's in the yeah, box. Yeah, but we could look at the cover a bit. We could look at the cover a bit. You could unspool the magnetic tape. Mm. Well, oh, trust me, I've sprayed vinegar work, in every little bit of that. Yeah, you can't get it out now. No, no, Too no. Too wet. I'm good at my job. Uh, and yeah, Chudley, let's turn to you. Uh, what would you like people to check out? Well, um, there's this, even though I'm banned from Canada, there's a Canadian comedian who's actually living in Los Angeles, who I'm a quite big fan of, named DJ Mausner. And they uh, have, uh, well, I suppose coming up, not much, but in fall of 2023, a show that they wrote for on Nickelodeon, which will also be streaming on Paramount Plus, called Max and the Midnight, will be released. And it's a very cool show, sort of like a narrative kids show, like Avatar Last Airbender, but it's almost like set in medieval times, or it is set in medieval times. Maximum almost. Maximum medieval times. Um, That's... Uh, you should check out because it'll be very entertaining. Uh, oh, also, I suppose in January they're going to be in something called the CBS Diversity Showcase, and there will be premiere dates oh. online, eighteenth and nineteenth, and it's a sketch comedy showcase that you can watch. Ooh. Um, but that's so it. even though you're banned from Canada, you're you can be a fan of this person who lives in LA. Yeah, because I can look at them online. Oh, okay, okay. that makes sense. (laughs) Thank you for asking me. I also (laughs) recommend eating sausages whole. And that should actually be at the top of the list. I'll edit your plugs around. So it's uh, eating sausages whole, Max in the Midnight, CBS Diversity. Absolutely. 
Uh, and I'd like to say, even if you're banned from Canada, you can still catch old episodes of the Red Green Show. And I'd like to say to all of our listeners, keep your stick on the ice. Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!